You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Yo, what is going on, guys? It is Nick back here on another episode of the Freedom Falls podcast. It's nice to sit down for a little bit and kick out another episode, but hey, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll on this uh, kind of rainy and cloudy Thursday afternoon. Yeah, so I hope you're doing well. Get comfortable, you know, get get all chillaxed and everything, and uh, yeah, get ready for the episode. So, this past weekend, you know, it being Thursday, so this past weekend, I went on a rock repelling trip. It was, uh, it was awesome. Okay, I'm gonna just say that. I'm a little sunburned still, you know, even like four days after. I'm surprisingly not sore. I, you know, it's either a good thing or a bad thing. Did I work hard enough to, uh, you know, escape the lingering effects? I don't know, but I've been trying to hit the gym lately, so maybe that has something to do with it also. Anyways, yeah, man, rock repelling, okay? I think I've maybe been rock climbing, climbing, uh, you know, a handful of times in my life, but never, never repelling, you know, never, never really take that. I I don't know. I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to go. But yes, I was presented with the opportunity to go on this trip with a uh, Christian organization from my school. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I think this might have to be the move. Okay, it, it it has something to do with being outdoors and doing something fun and being around some good people. So yeah, why why wouldn't I go on this? So, yeah, it was kind of a in a different part of the state of where I'm at. And I had no idea that this type of environment was over here. I mean, it, it looked like Arizona, Utah, maybe New Mexico a little bit. Yeah, it, it looked cool. Oh, look, maybe a little bit of Colorado mixed in there, you know? I mean, there was one morning where it was, like, real foggy, and we were driving out to the repelling spot, and it was all, like, foggy and ominous looking, and I thought it was pretty sick. But, yeah, I mean, the whole trip in general was 9 out of 10. It was uh, it was pretty sick. So it was, like, a, it was a little three-day excursion, you know? I mean, we literally posted up, like, sleeping overnight at this church, And, dude, I did not know what to expect because I had never gone on this trip before and a couple other people had, you know, and, you know, they kind of knew what was going down, you know. But little old me, I was just kind of going into this thing blind. And, yeah, we pull up to this church and they're like, hey, yeah, you're sleeping like here. And I was like, all right, (laughs) you know. I mean, hey, I'm not one to complain too much about, uh, you know, sleeping arrangements, but. It was kind of funny. We were all just posted up in this giant room. And, uh, you know, I got my little sleeping bag and pillow. And uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. It would have been wise to pack a little air mattress or, you know, like one of those little cot pads things. Yeah. I really should have brought that. But, you know, sleeping bag pillow, I usually think that's good enough for me. And let me tell you, it, it wasn't. But I'll get to that in a second. So, 
yeah i mean we just drove down there and you know kind of mentally preparing for the days ahead like i said i've never been rock repelling but i like to think i always wanted to it seemed like one of those interesting things you know just anything that has to do with rocks and just giant rock formations i don't know i, I like to think it's uh pretty satisfying for the male audience to uh to enjoy but yeah but yeah man it was awesome so that first day we just kind of chilled out and hung around playing basketball and everything kind of it was like later in the evening whenever we got there so we didn't really have time to go out and you know start repelling we we're kind of like hey you know here's how you uh set up your repelling stuff and we'll uh, get all this situated for tomorrow we initially got our ropes and started practicing as far as tying our seats we didn't have any pre put together seats for our repelling gear we had to tie up everything as they call it swiss seats i briefly did a little bit of research after going on this trip just because i was excited you know the the in the moment thrill of uh going on a trip like this and yeah we had to tie our own seats again something i've never done before but i'm excited i halfway learned how to it was uh it was a whole deal you know throughout the legs and you, you tie it here, tie it there, and kind of cinch yourself up a little bit, make sure all the furniture is in one room, and yeah, you know, get it all get it all knotted away. And it was funny, too, because, you know, I mean, they, they made great importance to rely the information that, hey, if you don't do this correctly, you could die. And I'm all about if you don't do anything correctly, you can die. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to open my ears and listen to instructions because, you know, I really don't have that in the plans anytime soon. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm i not going to lie. I was on the struggle bus for a little bit trying to get that John Deere to, to line up correctly. You know, I mean, yes, it was my first time rock climbing, but I also like to think I can pick up things on the first try. Nah, this thing was, uh, you know, I needed I needed step-by-step instructions printed out in a laminated format and sent to my P.O. box, okay? I was not getting it. And eventually, by the second day, I had it down. But, yeah, this first day was rough. I, I had to, like, ask for help, like, six different times, and I was like, listen, man, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting it. This is like putting together a Rubik's Cube. But it wasn't that bad, you know? I mean, I, I got there eventually, got all tied up and everything, and, and ready to rock and roll. We practiced... We were actually in like a basketball court looking thing and we practiced repelling, you know, just to give like a little overview for the people that had done it before and had done it before. And man, I'm glad because, you know, I really wouldn't have had any problem, you know, just going out there right off rip, you know, going down those giant cliffs, not ever doing it before. But it was nice to experience the feeling and get used to what it was like before actually going down something you know 100 feet or so so that was kind of cool and you know we practiced a little bit and then you know people were going down like frontwards and i was like yo what is that and you know they explained that that's called australian style which i guess to give you a little history lesson is when you go down frontwards like you're facing 
down the mountain. And it was invented by the Australian military. So whenever they'd be in battle, like you can hold the rope in one hand and have your weapon in the other hand. So you'd be going down this mountain, like repelling all, all commando style, just shooting dudes across the way while you're going down this mountain, like you're Batman or something. Um, but it was sick. You know, I totally told myself that we were going to do that at some point during this trip. Like it just looked, it looked awesome. Okay. And I didn't get to practice it when we were in the basketball court. But, you know, I eventually was like, all right, you know what? It's like I'm just going to try it regardless of practicing on a lower, you know. So, yeah, the next day rolls around. We get up at like 8 in the morning. I think I had set my alarm for 7. And, uh, you know, not to go into it too, uh, too long here, but, man, dude, that night – that night was brutal. I think I slept about maybe an hour. Uh, you know, I could have gone the whole night without even sleeping. I don't know. I'm just kind of laying there with my eyes closed, hoping I doze off. But I don't think that happened. I was on the uh, the carpet floor with tile underneath, and I was just kind of bracing my legs, just you know, trying to stay warm under that sleeping bag, and uh, just hoping I hoping I dozed off to sleep. But the, you know, that next morning the birds were chirping. And the sun was shining through the blinds. And I was like, you know what, Nick? I don't think we got any sleep last night. But that's okay because we're about to rock and roll some cliffs, okay? You know, that that excitement of the next day can give you some energy and stamina to make up for the sleep deprivation you had that previous night. And I think that is super important. But, I mean, you also kind of got to gauge yourself, you know? Because some days you go, you know, X amount of hours without sleep. And you can't put your shoes on right, you know? So you kind of got to judge the wind a little bit. But it wasn't too bad of a problem. I got up. I felt like I had gotten a full night's sleep, even though that wasn't the case. But we just go out there, and we tried going to the initial spot. But all the parking lot was full. And so we were like, huh, we got to improvise a little bit, you know? So we drove up the road back a ways and we i think we literally looked over the side of the road and there was this giant rock face i mean it was huge probably like 50 feet maybe and yeah we were like dude why not we go and try this one so we get out we walk about i'd say half a mile towards this rock face maybe it was a quarter mile yeah that probably sounds right and yeah, we uh, we start tying up all the gear, start getting everything situated, start tying our seats, and yeah, we're ready to boogie. So we had a whole big group with us, right? So I mean, we had a ton of people up top and a ton of people below, just kind of directing traffic, and it was cool. I actually was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go off this big one, like right off rip, you know. Uh, I don't really have any business messing with the small one. You know, here's the way I rationalize repelling in my mind. Every time you go down the mountain, it's going to hurt if you fall. No matter what, I like to think, no matter what elevation you're at, whether you're going down a small rock face, whether you're going down a big rock face, it's really going to hurt either way. So might as well go for the big one, right? And, you know, that mentality carried on into the next day because it's like, you know, I don't know if you'd necessarily die, 
but you would be in some really bad condition. I mean, like, man, dude, you could die if you landed wrong, but I don't know. You'd, you'd get seriously, seriously injured if you fell from one of these things. So, yeah, you know, I mean, why not go for the biggest one out of whatever you're doing? I mean, either way, you're getting really hurt. So I just went down the big one, and, yeah, I went down regular style first, you know, back facing down, I guess, and, you know, plopped in my little seat there, a little L formation, and just started a carry my descent down over the rock face and it's a weird feeling too it's like you're grabbing the rope and you're kind of leaning back into the bottom of the rope if that makes sense you're just kind of letting it carry you a little bit and you're just kind of providing stabilization for yourself and you're going down this rock face and man dude it was so windy like when we got there it wasn't that windy but like the more we were there it's like the wind picked up super, super bad. And yeah, I mean, the wind had to be blowing like 40 miles an hour, probably, probably 50 at some points, but it was really howling. And, you know, a lot of people were kind of intimidated by that. You know, they might think that they're going to get blown all over the, the rock face and everything. I was like, man, I feel like if I can get my footing right, I'll be okay. You know, plus you're up against this rock face. So you're not I don't know. The wind was kind of blowing horizontally across it, but I don't know. Something something about it didn't make me that concerned. So I get up there, start going down, and you know, I just start going with the flow of how this rope wants me to go down this thing. And it was a cool feeling because I kind of got to control my speed, you know, halfway down. I got a little confident. I start doing little hops, you know, how that, that classic repelling formation of the hop down and then descent hop a little and then descent you know i tried doing one of those numbers acting like a pro or something but it was cool you know i made it to the bottom and i look up all the way and i'm like all right well uh yeah one one repel down and i think i did that about like two more times and yeah it was fun i didn't go facing forward on that one i should have though but the thing that kind of sketched me out about doing forward on that one is I was going down just regular, you know, on either my first or second one. And I'm about halfway down and I look up and I see that there's a little bit of fraying in the rope. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, dude, no way. And, you know, I believe in this rope's integrity, right? But, you know, there's just that small, eensy-weensy chance, right? And I'm just, dude, I'm going down this, and the wind's blowing, and I'm already I'm already halfway down it, you know? I mean, there's no coming back up or anything. And I look up, and yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of that rope rubbing on the rock, and, it, it, you know, you can tell there's just rope coming out of it. And I'm like, oh, dude, man. Like if that rope just decides, you know, he don't want to hang in there no more. He can just he can make that decision, and I'm I'm donezoed. Some way or another, that rope hung in there the rest of the day. I guess, you know, hopefully it's enforced with like some rubber or some other material lining the inside of the rope. You know, but seeing that initially just was kind of like a little bit concerning. So I was like, you know what, I don't want to push my luck too much with this thing. 
I'll just do what I need to do and, you know, move on with the day. So I also had my camera with me this entire time. I did not expect me to carry my camera all three days, but that Johnny was wrapped around my chest all three days. I think I only took it off whenever I was going to bed and I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like it was awesome. I constantly was able to get shots when I needed it. And, you know, whenever something cool has happened or I was seeing a cool composition for like a landscape shot, I, you know, just whip that thing out and yeah, capture it. But it was cool. You know, it's nice to have your phone on you once in a while to get those digital shots. But I was carrying my Canon AE-1, which is a 35 millimeter film camera. And so, yeah, I took about like 30 pictures during the trip. And I can't tell you what's on those pictures. I mean, just rocks and repelling and stuff. But I, I really have no idea what they look like until I go get them developed, which hopefully that's soon, depending how fast I finish up this role. But yeah, you know, um, it was it was a blast carrying that camera around the whole time. And it was definitely funny going down that rock face and people were like, Nick, do you want me to like hold your camera or something? I'm like, no, 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 no. The, uh, you know, he's got to, he's got to ride along with me. You know, I got to build up this trust with this guy. So, you know, in next adventures, I can be like, Hey, you know what? He made it through rock repelling. He can make it through with this. It could be a different story. If I go like whitewater rafting, you know, I, I probably want to leave the camera behind, but who knows, you know, there's a reason why Ziploc bags were made. So we wrap up that second day and yeah, prepare for the third and it was cool because there was a whole bunch of like buffalo walking everywhere and i don't see a lot of buffalo where i'm at and the only time i think i've seen buffalo is kind of up in south dakota you know a bunch of those northern states tend to have buffalo and i didn't know that there was buffalo in oklahoma you know who knew but yeah, I guess there are in kind of that mountainous region. And it was just super cool to see them, you know? I mean, they're just giant dogs with a bunch of fur. And yeah, you know, half the time I was thinking, you know, how cool would it be to just walk up to one of those homies and just like ride one, you know, throw your leg up like like a horse and uh, yeah, yeehaw into the sunset. But it was cool. Got to see them the whole trip pretty much and there was a bunch of longhorns walking around too got some pictures of those and it was super cool so third day rolls around and this was kind of a different day yes we were still doing repelling but the main focus was to kind of do team building activities and mentoring games with these middle school and high school kids from the local middle school and high school and you know our goal is just to bring them in and play games with them talk to them and yeah and share a good time with them while we did a bunch of rock repelling going into this i didn't think i would enjoy being around these kind of younger kids like after this trip i really like thought about it and was like dang like that was awesome like whenever you're you're 13 or something like 12 you never think you're going to be one of those college kids 
talking to the, you know, the younger group and kind of giving advice and life lessons and everything, you never think you're going to be one of them. But then some way or another, you're put in those positions where you are and you're like, oh, shoot, like I'm here, you know, it's kind of those surreal moments. But it was cool because I think it's just really important to spread positive messages and encouragement to, uh, you know, younger people because they usually lack in confidence. And there's definitely like a, like a lack of what's for them in the future. And, you know, I mean, definitely college kids struggle with that now, but definitely not as much when you're like 12 and 13 and just navigating middle school, you know, they're still definitely figuring out themselves and figuring out who they want to be friends with and everything still questioning life on a daily basis, you know, but I feel like, but I think when you get around people that are just a little bit older than you, they can give you incredible insight to, you know, what the future years have to come. So I'm glad that I kind of got to be that voice for them, no matter what they got from, you know, us talking or whatever, but you know, I think anything is good. I was in a group of about 12 and there were three college leaders, two of them I actually had never met before this trip. So it was kind of like I was getting to know like everyone there, which was kind of cool. And yeah, I got to kind of like not favor, but I got to relate better to this group of like four dudes and they were super cool. I mean, I think they were like eighth graders and yeah man we just got along great like they were hilarious and i was you know cracking jokes with them they were just good guys and they were like yo nick are you gonna go repelling and i was like oh yeah you know i was i'd done it yesterday and i was stoked to do it today and you know we're all like talking about repelling before and they're like yo have, have you ever like done this before i was like not before yesterday so, but that was cool, you know, but I gave, I tried to give like confidence in them. Like, Hey, you know, I mean, just a day ago, I've never done this before, but now I have the confidence to, you know, keep doing it and I'm excited to do it today. And so hopefully that reflected into them. And yeah, I mean, we got out there to uh, the new spot and got all the repelling gear and everything and yeah, got out there and the wind was still blowing like crazy. The weather was definitely a bit cloudier and chillier than that other day we went repelling. But, you know, it still wasn't bad. And I wasn't sore from the day before. I wasn't too sunburned. I was definitely getting there. But I was ready for another day of living like Larry. And yeah, man, that, that sunburn I had, it's still kind of lingering right now, even like four days after, but that second day, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Nick, look at your neck, look at the back of your neck. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can look back there. All right. But I was able to like, look over my shoulder and that sucker was, was red. Like even like looking in the mirror, dude, it looked like the, the center of a tomato. And, you know, I've had pretty bad sunburns in the past, but I was like, okay, listen, if it's purple, I need to tell someone if it's red, we're good to go. 
and dude, my necklace was like rubbing on the back of my neck and dude, I just felt like razors were just cutting through me. It was brutal, but you know, I was like, you know, I'm here for a good time and you know, hopefully the sunburn isn't too detrimental. And even my face was getting sunburned, but it just wasn't as bad as my neck. I don't know. I must have just been facing away from the sun, like the whole trip or something. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, we, we keep going. And about three quarters of the way through the day, something kind of unexpected happened. And it could have been really, really bad. So... You know, everyone's rock propelling. Things are going like clockwork around this place. You know, we haven't had a mess up of anything. There's like four stations of, of repelling going on. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting here taking pictures of everyone. And there's just like this huge, like yelling, like screaming for your life type yelling. And I look over and this dude's like grabbing the rope. And I'm like, huh. But I can see he's he's now swung over to the side of the cliff where the rope is kind of like hanging. And it was kind of, it was hard to tell what was happening because I was kind of far away from it. But, you know, you could hear this dude screaming and yelling and cussing and everything under the sun. And you're like, oh, no, something isn't right. And pretty soon everyone starts yelling. I mean, everyone starts freaking out. I mean, the people on the opposite side of the valley or this canyon thing, like there was a bunch of hikers and stuff, and they all kind of gathered to watch this, but it was wild, like this dude was hanging on, and I, like I said, I couldn't tell what was happening, but it was a life or death situation for this guy, and he's sitting there hanging on, and everyone's like gasping, and and like freaking out, and it was nuts, and then pretty soon you see this dude at the top of the cliff where this guy is stuck at, and you see him like go down Australian style, you know, facing forwards and he starts, starts running down the mountain and pretty soon you just see him like, kind of like fly forward. It looked so sick. It was like Batman is coming to the rescue for this guy and he's flying down the mountain and he gets a hold of this guy and you can kind of see them like trying to grab onto each other and. You know, obviously at this point I could tell it was a rescue mission. You know, this dude was in some serious trouble and people needed to act fast. And you saw him wrap his arm around each other and, you know, kind of cross the legs behind the other set of legs. And, you know, they're interlocked on this rope. And you eventually see him start going down the rope. And, yeah. Thankfully, they made it down safely. And at first, I didn't know what was what happened, really. I mean, I couldn't tell if the rope up top had broken loose and he was just hanging on. I, I didn't tell if the rope itself frayed itself to where he was literally hanging on by a thread or what was happening. But it turns out his seat strap that he was strapped in with you know around his legs it had came completely loose like fallen off completely loose and he was straight up hanging there just from the strength of his hands and arms 
and he could have just fell to the bottom if he didn't hang on or he passed out or something. He was he was totally dead. I mean, it was it was a hundred foot drop easy. But you know, somehow or another, he held on, and the guy ran down there, saved him, brought him back to safety, and yeah, that was wild to witness. And I'm not gonna lie, it sketched me out big time after seeing that because I didn't know totally what went on. I thought that something up top had gone wrong, like the the rope had wiggled itself loose or something along that nature. So I was like, oh, man, dude, I'm I am beyond sketched out of of that right now. So I'm just I'm not going down it. And so I just stuck to kind of the smaller ones. You know, I was kind of contradicting what I was saying earlier. I mean, everything is a steep drop. But I was like, man, that's really going to hurt if I <laughs> fall from that one. So, yeah, that was kind of wild to see. But, yeah, eventually, you know, the day wraps up. Everyone's still alive. No one's hurt or anything. And... Yeah, we headed home later that night with uh with all of our gear and you know all of our limbs still attached and uh you know I'd say it was a pretty successful day. I really I confidently could say that I had a genuine blast. It was a ton of fun. I was out in nature for three days straight, just looking at the mountains and the wildlife and everything, and just looking up at the sky move, you know, with the clouds. It was it was incredible just being out there for a little bit, trying to reduce my screen time, you know, pretty much only going on Instagram, like, like maybe one hour of the day, but it was really cool. I got to enjoy my time while I was out there and really soak up what was going on. So yeah, you know, I got a ton of pictures to look back at it now and, you know, I look forward to it next time I go repelling or get the chance to, and uh, yeah, now I can say I've done it. So, yeah, that is my rock repelling trip story. I hope you guys liked it. Drop a follow if you so please. You can rate up to five stars on Spotify if you're feeling generous. And, yeah, thank you for listening, making it all the way through. I'm giving you a virtual fist bump right now because you're an absolute winner, okay? And, yeah. You know, I'll see you guys in the next episode. I'm peacing out. going to go, I don't know, do something. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next one. And take it easy. Peace.